We talk about security and cybersecurity on this show, but I wanted to think about physical security. So I talked to somebody who's in charge of a security organization, how they deploy it, how they protect clients, and the way they think about the dynamics of security. Jameen Motan joins me, who's the CEO of Skylar Security. They've got a unique approach, and they've protected some assets you've heard about on this bonus episode of The Business of Tech. Don't you sometimes wish you could see what's happening in your customers' IT rooms you manage without needing to be there? Sentry from RF Code is the answer. Live and recorded video with motion detection offers better visibility than being there. Thermal imaging with 768 monitoring points combined with ambient temperature and humidity. And it's so easy to set up. Plug it in, scan the QR code, and you're done. Sentry helps you know about IT issues before your clients do. And listeners get 30% off your order of hardware and service with code MSP Radio on checkout. Visit rfcode.com slash MSP Radio and never be asked why you didn't know again. Well, Jimmy, thanks for joining me. I'm super excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, I had to start, we were talking a little bit before we dove in, and I said, you have what feels like one of those cool jobs, right? (laughs) Like where it's actually, there's an element of, you know, it's the kind of stuff that sometimes gets portrayed in movies and TV. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your journey and how you founded Skylar Security. So, you know, what's so crazy is that when I was in high school, you know, people, people call what I do sexy. It's so interesting. It's like I, I wore a bulletproof vest to work. I didn't see anything sexy about that. Um, but I understood what they were, you know, in the movies, there's this whole portrayal. But when I was in high school, you would consider me the bully's bully, right? I was louder. I was bigger. I'm literally sitting here 300 whole pounds. When I was in high school, I was probably a little under 200. So I was always bigger, uh, leading my community. Um, I was the one that sat in the lunchroom with that person that did not have a voice. And so I always found myself in that little groove. And so, you know, there's that survey you take in high school that says this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Mine was an attorney or a judge um, or a, a law enforcement. And so I think at an early age. I knew that my heart was in protection. So I started a business um, where I was the, it was, it was an all-female security guard team where we did executive protection for female executives. And it was there that I, I knew that I could use my, my talent for, for good. Um, and so I started studying and I researched the business and researched the industry. And I just had this passion for crimes against children. So I picked a local law enforcement um, agency to work for. And it was there that I realized that security is an emotion, right? And everybody deserves to be safe. And so I did not feel that I could be incredibly productive with that in the police officer space. So I said, you know what? Um, I'm an entrepreneur. There's no way around it. I'm going to start my business and try and change um, the public and private law enforcement sectors from the outside. So I started Skylar Security um, and I started it with the premise that security is an emotion. And so everything that we do is an emotion. So the way that we show up for our clients um, is very different from how a traditional security company shows up. We're incredibly thoughtful with how we put guard teams together. We don't work with everybody, but the people that we do work with are incredibly focused on not only their customer service experience, but they have an incredible value for how that guard shows up on the front end. 
And that's that's where we master. That's where we sit. And I'm just really honored to to kind of lead the way in Atlanta with that with that concept. Now, knowing that no two ga- engagements are the same, okay, I'm going to start. Okay, no, yeah. but, but I want to get a sense of what an engagement is like. Uh, so, so you're you're a senior executive, and you're looking for security. Talk me through kind of how an engagement works. So it's interesting you ask that. So when I was a police officer, um, I was very careful with how I handled people. Um, you have to be careful. Like you're literally dealing with people at their most troubling time, they're probably not clear in their thought lines and you have to make a decision whether to print to arrest or not arrest, or, you know, you have to make decisions on their life that could be life affecting. So from that experience at the police department, I realized that even on the private sector side, you have to do the exact same thing. So a lot of our clients have customers that demand a certain level of experience. So imagine an urgent care, if you will. Imagine an urgent care uh, for a prominent hospital in the local Atlanta area. They hire Skylar to come in and to protect their front end. Think COVID. So you're asking these people to put on masks. Um, their babies are snotting. They're crying. Um, and the mom is frustrated because there's five more walking behind her and she's literally at her wit's end. So the first person that 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 mom is going to encounter is the security guard. So imagine if that security guard showed up with an attitude um, or they were just having a bad day, uniform off brand, um, leaning back on their chair with a hamburger in their mouth. That doesn't work because the customer and the client wants support. So we studied Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like super deep for a security company, right? But it's what we did. Maslow's hierarchy of needs says that everybody wants one thing. It's love and belonging. So when that guard shows up, they love, they support, and they make, they take, they de-stress that mom. So it's very common for that guard to go to the little baby and say, hey, it's everything's going to be okay. Everything. So you de-escalate the situation so that there isn't, and that, that, that person doesn't get upset why? Because with COVID, there's an there's a five hour wait for her to be seen. So we believe in preceding the need. A lot of our issues do not escalate to physical altercation. And it's because the guards are trained on de-escalation. So they hear the baby crying. They see the mom about to go off because she's at her wit's end. And then they also understand that just on the other side of this table, she's got a five hour wait. So that guard is going to do everything that they can to make sure that that front end concierge experience is perfect. And so there's this there's this mastery of the soft skill so that it never gets to the point where we have to call the police. Now, we do have those moments where um, it is outside of our control, but it is minimal. Those incidences are not every day because we believe in preceding the need. And it's 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 amazing how our clients accept it. And they say because of that. They prefer our front-end concierge security guards to police officers. And when I, I heard that, it I could have turned the leaf over and closed the business. And that, to me, uh, warmed my heart because that is what I believe we should do in protecting our communities. Now, it's super, one of the reasons I want to talk to you is because I like understanding industries that I feel are super complementary right. and connected to what we do in, in technology services, because the better we are at understanding those we connect with, the better job we do. Yes. And I, I wanted to, the reason I was, I was thinking about this a lot is, is I wanted to understand like how much is 
is the skill set around situational awareness and managing communications and how much is it like physical security? Like kind of walk me through the top skills that your team has. Yes. So there's there's tenets that we teach in our orientation. Um, and one of them um, is, is, I believe, a marry to 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 what you do. Um, but there's this there's this attentiveness that you have to be attentive. Um, you have to be perceptive. You have to think about things differently. So when that homeless person is walking onto the property, you have to be reactive. Not aggressive, but you have to be reactive. You're not just going to let that person just do whatever they want to do while the security guard, while you're sitting there. Um, so there's this, um, also they have incredibly high emotional intelligence. So while they understand you're upset, you being upset doesn't make me upset, right? Like I understand that I have to ground you. So I say, if you're on 10, I'm on five. If you're on eight, I'm on four. Um, I can be at one and you can be at five because I'm still grounded in myself and I know how to manage the situation. So there's also this team element that we all have to work together as a team. So if you're not used to working with people, um, because at the end of the day, right? Like we, even in the police world, law enforcement, we were a vest to work and we have to understand that my actions affect you and your actions affect me and it could cost me my life. So there's a lot on the line here. Um, but it also, it, it also means that we can't hire everybody. Um, we don't hire everybody and the people that we do hire have all of those skills. Proceeding the need is the biggest one. Um, so making sure that like when we were talking about even the email, if you get, we, ha- we do asset protection. So if an email comes in, to the skylarsecurity.com and it's it's telling us about an incident that's occurring on the other side of the building and it seems really suspicious we're not going to respond you know we're we're going to figure out a way maybe it's fishy maybe it's something that an, an intruder that's trying to get in um that's coming in through the email so we have to have this certain awareness of technology and understanding how our customer could potentially attack us and it could come in through an email or it could come in through the front door either way we have to be aware of what that is it's funny you call it that it could be fishy. There's a reason we call those attacks fishing attacks because of exactly that. Yes. I want you, I want you to help me understand a little bit because it's not just physical protection. It's asset protection. Like, and nothing is ever a clearly defined line, right? The edges are always kind of murky. Like, talk to me about like the physical and cyber lines and how you view that from a, from a responsibility definition. You know, um, there's two particular clients that I think about when I think about, you know, fish, you know, the, the cybersecurity attacks that could potentially come in. Um, we did the Super Bowl and um, that was the first time that I realized not only how serious um, attacks are um, on that level. I mean, we're talking 70, 80,000 people and that's just in the stadium, not even talking about around the outside. And so we had a lot of briefings, a lot of meetings about just how attacks come in. And so, of course, the physical component, that's without saying. But there's this other side that we as physical security experts have to understand that there's this other side that is actually 
uh, I don't, I don't want to say more vulnerable than the physical, but if, cause if you're not aware, it looks like an email, it looks like an invoice, but it's really someone on the other side trying to get in. And so I, after doing the Super Bowl in Atlanta and then also in Miami, I realized that it would behoove all of us um, on the physical security space to have this really, really clear awareness on how things come in. Also, we do uh, construction sites, but not just any construction sites. Like these construction sites, um, if if an intruder comes in on the outside, yes, they can take pipes. Yes, they can take um, the machinery. Of course, yeah, that's without saying. We know that. But once these buildings get built up and they start bringing in the televisions, the computers, the systems, now that guard is not just posting up on the outside at the gate, but they're, they're looking at their emails. They're looking at the phone calls that come in and everything, especially in today's time, it may look like it's what you think it is, but it could be something totally different. So it makes that security guard have to be extremely savvy with not only the physical space, but also that cybersecurity space. It is what it is. It is the time period that we're in. And I say that that $10 security guard and that t-shirt security guard, may there, may they be no more <laughs> because of the responsibility on both sides, the physical security and also the cybersecurity. It's essential. So oftentimes when we talk about it in, in, in the cyber realm, we know that we can make things more secure by making them inconvenient and harder to do, right? Like the, the, the more, the more steps you have to go through, the more verifications that slows it down. I would imagine yes. in physical, there's elements of this too. You can have more gates, more, more pass throughs, more detectors, but you've, you've made it harder. How do you balance and what's your framing for thinking about convenience? versus security and safety. You know, I'm I'm about to, I'm I'm about to start laughing right now. It's just I'm smiling because you got it. It's so interesting how we are the same type of um service just on either side. Um you don't want to for 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 the physical side, you don't want to make it too inconvenient because people are going to get frustrated. And so what what I tell my team and you know Think Super Bowl. So you have this huge edifice of people coming to Disney World. It they say it is a Disney experience. And so my team was literally um writing raps because we we did not want the people to feel inconvenient, um, inconvenienced. And so with the guard teams, because we are the front end experience, we know you got the, like the, 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 the shakedown, the pat, the, the pat down, you have the winding, um, you have the eye checking the pocket checks. So there's a certain way that you have to do it. And I know it sounds really simple, but how you do it, the, the not in, invading these people's personal space, but letting them know that we're doing this to keep you safe. And so if they feel, feel safe and they feel secure, then they trust you. Once they trust you on the physical side, you could do almost anything and they're going to trust that it's in their best interest. Um, however, when you're putting together a logistical plan, you don't want to be too inconvenient, but at the same time, you want to do what it takes to protect that, that process. Um, but the, the thing with us is that we are people and we can smile and we can make them feel safe. Unfortunately, on your side of, <laughs> on your side of things, it's not so, it's not so soft skill. Um, but we can do things 
human to human that helps that situation. And they really do appreciate it. They really do appreciate it when you do it. Um, they, they'd say thank you and that they appreciate it and they know you're only doing it to keep them safe. Um, unfortunately, Dave, you don't, you don't have that. <laughs> we don't have it quite as easy in that. Part. Have quite now, as easy. <laughs> now I want to ask you, cause there is some tech, some interesting tech in your business. Tell me a little bit about what you've been doing with the Skylar app and yes. what you're doing on a technology side. Yeah. So Skylar security is what I call, you know, it's the boot, the Atlanta's security guard boutique. So before I launched Skylar security, I studied it. When I studied it, I realized that there are three major entities, the agency, the guard, and the client. All three of them were frustrated. Nobody wanted to work with them. Nobody wanted to work. Clients didn't want to work with the agencies. Agencies didn't want to work with the guards. And so what I did, I listened to all three and I built Skylar. In building Skylar and listening to all three of them, I realized that there was something that was missing. The infrastructure solution that is customized to that three-way experience. So it's not just for the agency, it's not just for the guard, and it's not just for the client. It is intentionality around those three. And we listened and we built it, but we use it. So we're going to, in about a month, we're going to allow security agencies to come in. But imagine um, a group of security agencies that are as particular as we are with Atlanta. Imagine that all over the world. So we're building that tool that's going to enable all of that. And so we're starting with Skylar Security. So we've been in it for the last six or seven months. It's been going well. In the next little bit, we're going to launch it out to, to, the, to the nation, really. Oh, super interesting. Now, to sort of wrap things up, I want to help our, our listeners who may not be as quite as familiar. Like, what's the number one thing people don't think about when it comes to your space that you wish they knew? Oh, wow. It's, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, the one thing that I wish people knew is that security guards are more prominent in our major cities than law enforcement. When I researched it, I realized that there's more security guards in Atlanta than there are police officers. And so with that, security guards should be respected and they should be honored as protectors of the community. It is my job, though, to make sure that the quality of those security guards is lifted so that the respect from the community can be lifted as well. That we are all together in the fight of keeping our community safe. From cybersecurity to physical security, to police officers, to security guards, to the HOA, to that community, to the, the government sectors, to the Class A building downtown, to the restaurant. We all have to own our lane in protecting our communities. If we do that, then we will be a safer community. And not just, like I said, on the physical side but also on the cybersecurity side. Um, so I do, I wish there was a more, a better awareness of what that security guard does, but I also know that it's our job to lead the way in making people have some respect for what we do. Uh, my clients run to me. Uh, we're on the waiting list. They run to us because um, there isn't that quality of standard out there. Well, we want to duplicate ourselves all over the world in the U.S. That's what we're doing with the tech. But also we understand once that happens, then that then that expectation from the community will, will rise as well. Well, Jermaine, this has been fascinating to learn as, as we talk about in, in on our on our side, on the technology side. You know, once physical access is gained, the game is, is over. So it's important for us to understand what happens over on the physical side. So I really appreciate you joining me and having this conversation with me. No, this was fun. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines posted at businessof.tech. Like the content? Support the show at patreon.com slash MSP radio or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. If you want to reach our listeners, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Part of the MSP Radio Network.